0: Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In The Spotlight.
1: Welcome to In The Spotlight, I'm Shirley Lin. And with me in the studio is Sona Ayembe, who is a parkour athlete, also an artist, and a businessman actually i think he wears a lot more hats than that but anyway we'll have him tell you all about it but let's meet sona hi sona howdy howdy you can tell with that kind of uh, introduction he's from dallas texas
0: from the south that's right (laughs) from
1: the south okay well um actually i have interviewed you like years ago Mm. sona
0: when i was young and beautiful (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: you're still young and handsome, okay? <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, and I remember at the time, we were talking about how you got into parkour. Mm. And, but it seems like that has expanded into a lot more now. And um, But we're just going to start with what you're really doing right now. First of all, you're from, okay, I already said that, Dallas, Texas, and you've been in Taiwan for how many years now?
0: 12 years.
1: 12 years, okay. So I pretty much interviewed you like, just when you got here almost. We're just going to assume that, I never knew you and we're just gonna start right. off. Right. <laughs> this parkour thing has already expanded into something amazing because somebody else, uh, you know, our mutual friend said that you've already, you know, found some schools mm. in teaching parkour. First of all, you've got to explain what parkour is. For me, okay. I just thought it's from point A to point B, going in a straight line. Like, you know, you have to go over obstacles or under obstacles and just to get from point A to A, but in a straight line.
0: That's pretty much it, yeah. On yeah, the surface, it, it, that's pretty much what it is. It's, it's movement in its purest form. But it's from point A to point B, getting there as quickly and as efficiently as possible. But now, it, you know, it's kind of evolved and we just like to do cool stuff. <laughs> so there might be some flips. You might not go in a straight line. You might go in a circle. You might turn around and come back. Um, okay. But in its purest form, it's just movement.
1: Now, is it because of you that they try to find the Chinese equivalent for the word parkour, which is pao Cool? means run. Yes, and cool is just cool. Yeah. C o o l cool. Yeah, you know. Did you find that name? Did I'd, you come up with that name or?
0: I did not, but I, I, if I remember correctly, I think it was a loan word that came from the mainland because uh, they I, they used to call it or they referenced it as fayans ob, and then it kind of evolved into well, it it looks cool and you're running, so cool. Okay. Uh, That fits perfectly. But the first time I heard it was in mainland China, and then I think it just kind of caught on. Really? Because it's pretty close.
1: Okay, that's interesting. Now, how did it even get started? What's the history behind Pacor?
0: Okay, so the history is there were nine guys in the suburbs of Paris, France, called the Yamakaze. And these guys were uh, from various backgrounds. Some were Italian, some were from Vietnam, some were from parts of the Republic of Congo, some were native French. Um, and they were all in this neighborhood together, and they became friends. Some of them were family, uh, some of them were cousins and brothers, and others they just kind of met during school. And they all, uh, because it was quite a rough neighborhood they grew up in, they had to find ways to stay out of trouble. And they were all interested in sports, soccer, martial arts, break dancing, kung fu, uh, and they kind of became really close and tried to come up with ways to challenge each other. So it was like, okay, how many push-ups do you think you can do? How long do you can do you think you can run without without stopping? How high do you think you can climb? How far do you think you can throw this rock how far do you think you can jump it just became small challenges that they did as a way to bond with each other in the group that's and
1: amazing how many years back were we talking about Teen? late
0: 1980s early 1990s in okay. paris yeah okay because they're all about a few a little bit older than me they're all in their early mid-40s so yeah
1: and you got to know this group of people uh
0: accidentally yes
1: seriously <laughs> accidentally yeah
0: um the school that i opened is uh, originally it's It's actually their school. We just opened the Taiwan branch. Um, They started, before it was called parkour, it was known as, in French, art de déplacement, which means the art of displacement. Oh, okay. Um, And then it eventually, you know how things evolved, just like martial arts. Uh, Some guys went their own way and called it parkour. Some people went their own way and called it free running. Uh, But in the beginning, it was always known as the art of displacement. And then because of English-speaking world and art of displacement is a mouthful for some people, it just became parkour, free running. But okay. it all gets its roots from these nine guys in Paris.
1: Parkour is French?
0: Mm, yes. It actually, the original term is le parcours, okay. which means uh, to make like an obstacle course. Like everyone's seen in the military, you go, you have the tires and you have to climb and go yes. over. Like that's originally what parcours means. Oh. And it just kind of transferred over into well, it didn't have to be these particular obstacles. It can be any place that you see as an obstacle in your city, out in nature.
1: So you met this group of people in France?
0: Uh, actually, I met them here. I watched what? them on television. Oh. Um, there was a movie, I think in Chinese, it's called 七月三四, and it was directed by Luc Song. In French, it was called, or in English, it was called Yamakaze, because yeah. he found these guys, and he was like, you guys are amazing. I want to do a movie with you. And um, I watched it as a kid, and I also saw uh, other movies that had parkour in it, but I didn't know that's what it was called. We just tried to imitate what we saw on TV and I was very influenced by Jackie Chan and the, his style of moving. And so we used to try to copy it. We would come up with all different types of fight scenes and try to mimic what we saw and try to jump over stuff. And, uh, and this is before the internet was a thing. So you didn't, we didn't know there were other people doing it. Oh yeah. And then when I came to Taiwan, uh, I knew there were other people doing, I knew what it was, but it wasn't that big. So I just kind of did my own thing and younger people, people my age at the time just, some of them thought I was actually one of the guys, one of the Yamakazi, because it showed on television quite a lot in Taiwan.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I was like, yeah, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we trained together, and we built long-lasting friendships. A lot of them I've known since I've been here. Some of them are my closest friends. And we built the community together. We've, we did movies together, commercials, TV shows. like Everything we dreamed of doing as kids became possible through this movement. And one of the most amazing things was we had a chance to invite the yamakaze here. Um. And that's when we really understood what it was about, that it wasn't about doing crazy stuff. There was actually a philosophy behind it. And, and it was more like a discipline or a martial art than it was just a crazy jixian yun-dong. There's actually mm. more to it than that.
1: The last thing you just said was more like extreme sports, right? Mm. yun Yes, yeah. okay. You were kind of like doing parkour on your own when other people kind of like watch you and just say, hey, can they learn it with you too? Yes. Where were you doing it? Just in the park or where were you?
0: It all started in this very spot uh, in Yonghe at a park called Park Number 4. Okay. And it's changed quite a bit now. But at the time, there were these huge boulders that were in the middle of the park. Oh. And I would just... You... you they were everywhere. You could jump, you could climb, you could jump, you could flip off of them, and that's what I did.
1: Are those boats still there?
0: I haven't been there in about a year, oh, or so okay. so. But I know the last time I was there, they've changed it quite a bit. Like they've done a lot of construction because that de- that area has developed quite a bit. It's very different than it was whenever I sure whenever I moved there because I lived in that area at that time and the park Perfect. was literally like a stone's throw away. So I would go there and I would train and and there were lots of kids, you know, and, and, and older people during the weekend. So. Yes. They would be curious. I mean, you see a black guy just jumping around doing crazy flips. And you're like, what? Something's... <laughs> something's... Not right with yeah. that. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. So then there were all these kids. But then eventually adults, right? Maybe young adults that kind of joined in. And that's how it became something big to the point where now you've got, like, what? Four parkour schools. And there's a fifth one on the way.
0: We've opened four. And we're working on the fifth. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So how did all that happen? I think you met some what they call, um, gui-ren. um, what they call like, you know, someone like an angel, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well for, I can't, it was all accidental. I mean, there was a point where we decided this is what we wanted to do. And a lot of it had to do with training with the founders. Like we had brought him here several times and each time he came, he opened our eyes to about to what was possible, not just as, as physically, but Mentally, the things that you could achieve, because the way we pushed ourselves physically, it kind of it just influences your life. It influences the way that you see the world and the way you view what you're capable of as a human being. So, he really affected us a lot. And when I say us, I mean me and my best friend. He's pretty much my brother. Um, Um, And he's Taiwanese. Yes, he's Taiwanese. But I've known him, oh, most of the time, I've been ten ten and a half years Uh and we built this community we built the school we built the business together as a result of our experience from from training parkour and teaching and getting to to meet and and be influenced by so many different people it took it took us all over the place
1: you're listening to in the spotlight with shirley Lynn. Now this town is friend of yours. What's his name? Awe, awe. Mm-hmm. All right. He was like doing parkour by himself. Like you guys were doing parkour separately, or are you? This is influenced really weird. Him? I mean, how <laughs> how did you get to know each other?
0: So um, this was probably my two years in, and I was hosting what we call jams. And jams are when uh, you say, "Oh, we're going to be at this spot from this time to this time. Whoever whoever wants to come, we don't care what your level is. Just come. We have fun. We learn. We we try some new stuff." And that day happened to be my birthday. So he showed up and um, I kind of taught him some basic moves and we just kind of hit it off. And then it turned out like we were born the same year, only one day apart. So <laughs> we were like, oh, yeah, my birthday's tomorrow. I was like, oh, today's my birthday. And it was like, we just we just really hit it off really well and became good friends. Mm. And from there, we kept training together. And obviously, we had our other friends that we trained with. But we were just, you know, you have like good chemistry with someone. They just become like your best friend. Yeah. So and from there, we just, I don't know. It was really just kind of, it was no methodology to uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. It was just, let's have fun. We go about our lives but this is a part of who we are. And it opened up opportunities uh, as as a result. It was, like I said, we did TV shows. My first movie I ever did was because of parkour. Um, stage shows.
1: Wait a minute. Wait. The first movie you ever did was parkour? What happened there? Uh, I did... See, that's another hat that yeah.
0: Sonya wears. <laughs> An actor who does his own stunt is probably the best way to put it. Okay. <laughs> there was this director who saw me on a news report and got in contact and was like, hey, I'm doing this film and I want to use parkour. And uh, I want to know more about you guys in your community and how we can use it for this movie. What originally was supposed to be a small part of just a chase scene became me and another friend of mine. We were one of two of the main characters in the film. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, was what a really chance of that. Yeah, And we had no acting experience. We didn't know what we were doing. And if you watch the movie, you will tell. It's very clear we had no idea what we were doing. But it was a life-changing experience. Was there any dialogue? I had more dialogue in the film than anyone else, but there was no script. So I had to make it up as I went along. <laughs> <Okay>. Like, <laughs> Because they didn't really speak English, so they had an idea of what they wanted me to do. But uh-huh. I had to make up the dialogue. And so I learned how to improv, was through that, that first film.
1: Oh, wow. Mm. And how many films have you done since then?
0: I've done five action films and one drama. One dramatic film, yeah.
1: Okay. Wow. All all this happened in Taiwan.
0: Well, I went to Hollywood, filmed. I went to to mainland China. It all started in Taiwan. And then, like I said, things just happened. Like Next thing I know, I'm on the set with Jackie Chan. I was in a movie. You you were? You were? Yeah, yeah.
1: Which movie was that?
0: So there's this movie called um, with a martial arts actor called Wu Jing. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a war movie he did called Zadnang or Wolf Warrior. Okay. And on that set, you had another martial arts guy who was really big in the West called Scott Atkins, and then you had Jackie Chan's stunt team. So the director of, or one of the the high-level directors of the stunt team was there, and Jackie Chan would come and visit on set, and it was like, whoa. Like, for me, it was like, I remember watching this guy as a kid. And you were like, whoa, this guy's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're here, you know? (laughs) So that was... after that point, I was like, I can die happy, man. If anything, if I die tomorrow, <laughs> I'm good. I'm totally good.
1: <laughs> did you get to uh, chat with uh, Jackie?
0: I did. I got to chat with him a bit. Um, wasn't, like, you know, too in-depth. It's kind of like, oh, how are you doing? I'm such a big fan. Can I get a picture? Like, you know, what you've really influenced. It was more me talking and him just like, oh, yes, yes. Oh, okay. Oh, you speak Chinese. Oh, okay, okay, okay. See you later. Bye-bye.
1: <laughs> All this had to do with parkour. Yes. It just expanded that. Wow. So, anyway, back in Taiwan... Um, how did all these schools got started? You you started them pretty much with way, right? Yes.
0: We had a point in our life where he was working his job. I was the music director for the W Hotel and
1: Right. By the way, Sona oh, yeah. is also a DJ. Did we say did I say that already? No. I think
0: so. <laughs> well if you haven't <laughs> you if if you don't know now, now you know.
1: <laughs> yes, Sona is also a DJ. At, Before, I was the
0: music director at the time.
1: Yes, that's right in the posh Xi district. Very, very of Taipei, posh. Yes.
0: <laughs> but at that time I was working there and I wasn't training as much, but we had we had our little following. We started it uh, actually at Yensan over at Maji Square. We had the space oh, wow, where we would far teach. Oh,
1: RTI, okay. Yes. yes.
0: And we would teach. We had a little bit of budget, so we built obstacles, and in that area, we would just teach outdoors to whoever wanted to show up.
1: Those are like movable obstacles.
0: Movable, but very heavy.
1: Oh, Right. Emphasis
0: on very, very heavy. heavy. And we had a storage area that was about one kilometer away. So we had, every time we wanted to have a class, we had to move all of them to that spot, set them up, unpack on them. On foot? Yeah. Oh, we had like uh, okay. little trolleys, okay. but you oh, had to trolleys. lift them up and put them there. Oh. And we would, I think we had three or four that we pulled at, at a time. Oh. And uh, yeah, that was, man, that was crazy. That was, those were crazy times. Yeah. And again, we were just doing it for fun, but also because we thought maybe there might be a future in it, but we weren't sure.
1: To hear more from Sona Iyambe, the pakora man, make sure you tune in next week to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. Thank you.